Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic once again. If you are new to the show, I just want to let you know what it's all about. We're here to educate, empower, entertain, and inspire you to live a fearlessly authentic life. Because in my opinion, if we're not living a fearlessly authentic life, what are we doing here? And you know, it's not that easy to be fearless every single day. We're always going to face our fears a little bit, but I think that's what it's all about. Nobody ever asks me what fearlessly authentic means, but I really think it means facing your fears every day because that's how we really become our most authentic selves, in my opinion. Um, but I want to thank all of you from all over the world to, um, for tuning in every single week. And if you're new, please enjoy the show. This is going to be a really fun one. If you are single and you are looking for Mr. Right, this is definitely the show to listen to. And I'm also on YouTube. So if you want to go to YouTube and subscribe and you can see me and my guests, uh, just go to Jody Harrison Bauer on YouTube and please review, rate, and subscribe on any place you listen to podcasts, platforms. I think it's just on Apple where you can review and um, leave a review and subscribe and do all those things. I have a five-star rating, so I love that. And thank you so much for all the great messages. Please keep them coming. And um, I really appreciate you guys listening to the show and sharing it with everybody that you love. So we are on with the show. I have my wonderful guest. She's She's like my repeat um, in-house relationship advisor here. Um, Ask Nellie is here. Hello, Nellie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jody. Thanks for having me on. So excited to be back on. It's always a great time. Thank you. Thank you. We have a lot to catch up on because it's been a while since you've been on the show. You've been very busy helping people find love. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to introduce you to the audience for those of you who don't know Nellie. Um, Nellie, or Ask Nellie, as she is known on social media, is an internationally renowned dating and confidence coach with over 800,000 followers on Instagram and TikTok combined. She shares daily tips and techniques on her platform to help women manifest their dream man and navigate modern dating. And she has recently rolled out her dating course, Manifesting Mr. Right. So we're all looking, if well, men or women, um, looking for Mr. Right, right? Um, mm -hmm. Tell me how you got involved in becoming a dating and confidence coach where you are helping people find love. Yeah, so it's actually funny because it kind of happened by accident, but um, it, it all, I think, comes full circle. And I will explain that at the end. So I was working a corporate job. I had just gotten promoted went home um, to Canada where I'm originally from. Now I'm based in Miami, but went back to Canada for the 4th of July weekend. And um, this was in the infancy of COVID, you know, so everyone was kind of posting TikToks and that was like the trendy thing to do. I guess it still is, but you know, the little dances. And I recall my sister was going through some relationship ups and downs and she was dealing with a fuck boy. And I was trying to 
convince her to do, you know, a TikTok with me. And she was just down in the dumps, wasn't going to have any of it, any of it. So I just whipped out my phone and I was like, all right, three things to do if you're dealing with a fuck boy or someone ghosted you. And I just did it, you know, as a joke. I didn't think much of it. I mean, the points looking back that I had were actually quite valid, but it wasn't anything that I thought would transpire into more than just, you know, a 30 second video. Um, to my surprise, it did pop off. I think I'd gotten like 50,000 views and I thought, oh, this is kind of fun. And people started commenting, what should I do in this situation? And oh my gosh, you have such great advice. And, you know, um, I've always been a student of, uh, of just dating and romance and seduction because it's something that fascinates me. I've read a lot of books on it. So um, I started to share some of those tips and my opinions on social media. And um, before I knew it, I was going viral. So that's kind of how I became, I would say, um, a dating coach. But then I ended up leaving my corporate job because I, you know, realized that this thing was starting to become um, more than just a passion. It was becoming something that gave me purpose. And I ended up um, getting, you know, a few clients and then that kind of became a few more clients and a few more clients. And um, I am only 26 and a lot of the criticism that I got, not that I got a lot of criticism, but um, when I did get criticism, it was always, well, you're only 26. Why should I listen to you? Right? right. It was never, oh, what you're saying is not correct. It was usually just what makes you credible. So I ended up getting a master's degree um, in conflict resolution and mediation at Columbia because I wanted to better understand how people who are going through these types of conflicts, whether it's, um, you know, in a relationship or even in their, um, you know, an internal conflict within themselves can navigate that. And I think there's a lot that we can, a lot of theory we can apply to it. And so um, fast forward, I ended up launching and creating my own dating course where I was able to use some of those theories and uh, more kind of sophisticated strategies, as well as, you know, the insights I've gained from my coaching and um, I created Manifesting Mr. Right, as well as two other mini guides. And it's been a phenomenal experience. And I was just so shocked at how effective, I mean, I wasn't shocked that, I guess it was effective. I was just shocked that it was so well received because, um, you know, that is, again, that's what gives me purpose is being able to help people. So that's my long-winded answer. And I said it came full circle because ironically, um, a few years before I even started on TikTok, which was, I started on in 2020, I actually wrote down in the notes section of my phone, I want to become a dating coach. I don't know why. I think it was just a little, um, it was, it was something I felt insecure about because everyone wanted me to stay in this corporate job. And in my heart, I knew that there was something else out there that I, I was meant to do. So I wrote that on my phone, forgot about it, discovered it four years later. And wow. The reason I think it's ironic is my course is called Manifesting Mr. Right. And if I look back on my life, I think I use the power of manifestation to create this career. So, yeah. You you know, we've talked about the manifestation and I, I mm -hmm. want to get into that too, because you do talk a lot about that in your course. Mm -hmm. And when you speak online, um, you talk about that a lot. Like one of the things I've heard you talk about is you know, and I, I might be jumbling the words a little bit here, but if you want someone to call you, just think about them, right? Well, what do you are... say? There is something that you said. I know I'm, I'm messing it up right now. 
No, but you're on a, you're, you, you got the gist of it. I do think you can manifest anything you want in life, whether it's I a specific too. person, whether it's um, the way you want to look, the type of individual you want to be, a career, even a text message. And that's why it's funny. Sometimes you're thinking about someone and you kind of forget about it. And then you look at your phone the next day and you're like, oh, I just got a text from this person I haven't spoken to in three weeks. And right. that is manifestation. And there are going to be some people who roll their eyes and say, oh, it's just a coincidence coincidence right but it's not it's in a it's a form of um it's a form of awakening and when you're able to tap into that abundant mindset and operate from a place of everything i want is already given and the universe has my back it's funny because things just start to fall into place now there are different techniques for manifestation that's a really vague, broad definition. Right. Um, but, you know, there are different strategies. You know, there's the 369 strategy. There's, um, you know, visualization. I think it's really whatever works for certain people. What, um, works, you know, what works for you when you're manifesting something? So for me, it depends on what I'm trying to manifest. Um, if it's something, the, the key to manifestation is always to be crystal clear on what you're manifesting. So right. you cannot manifest well, and not lie to yourself. You can't be 90% in and 10% yeah. out. It won't happen because I've done it. Have you? Yeah. Oh, so I've truly. Know. Yeah. I mean, when I competed in fitness shows and the two times that I won the, the two world shows consecutive mm -hmm. two world shows, I laid in bed. I always like did this in the morning and I saw myself as the last woman on stage holding the trophy wow. and the flowers. And it yeah. happened every single time. Now, the next year, when I went back to Miami to compete in the same show, I didn't see myself winning. I saw the woman who came in second to me winning and I'm standing next to her. And guess what happened? She won and I came mm. in second. And it's just like, I felt like, okay, Jody, you won two consecutive world shows. How much more can you take? And mm -hmm. I thought, let somebody else get it. And, and that must have been, I wasn't all in. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a really uh, amazing story because I think it really um, hints at the power of visualization. And whether it's, again, a specific person or even a future version of yourself, right? Yeah. Like, for example, I, um, I've, you know, uh, been at places in my life where it's like, I see myself for some reason being in this city in the summer, right? Let's say it's, um, you know, you mentioned your bikini competition. Let's say, you know, I'm dreaming of like Paris and I'm like, I, I don't know why. Actually, this is kind of, um, it's an interesting story. Uh, <laughs> it's not related to dating, but um, a few years ago, I went to Europe and my, I'm a handbag girl. That's like, if I'm going to spend my money on anything, like I'm spending on a handbag. It's for you um, and puppy. I don't need, yeah, things have changed, um, in the, in the recent years, but back then that was like my thing. I was a handbag girl. Right. And I, my dream, dream bag, I know it sounds materialistic, um, but it's not about that. It's my, you know, the, the gist of it. My dream handbag was a Birkin. I'd never bought okay. anything from them as never, um, never even went into an Hermes store. Right. And I had no reason, there was no reason why they would sell me a Birkin because it's just so unheard of. It's so rare. It never happens. If you're in the fashion world, you know, that it never happens. Right. And I just kept visualizing myself going to Paris by myself 
walking into Hermes and them offered me a bag. And um, I wrote in the notes section of my phone, again, I, I'm, this is another way that I manifest. I write things down to um, actualize them me too. and then I visualize it. Yep. I wrote in the notes section of my phone, I am going to get a Birkin this year. Again, I wasn't even making that much money at the time. Um, but I, what happened was I just gotten a bonus at work more than I expected to make. Actually, they like doubled my bonus from usual. Um, I booked a one, uh, one way ticket to Paris. Um, and I ended up walking into Hermes and I just kept saying to myself, I am going to get this bag. They denied me a couple of times, but then later that day I was offered a Birkin. It was crazy. Come on. And people, Come on. And I, I did it, not know that story. Yeah. And I put it on TikTok. I filmed the whole thing. It went viral. And everyone was like, she must've bought something there before, or she's lying. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not lying. You know? And so I just, and again, there's a way that we need to speak to ourselves when we want something right. to happen. I speak to myself and I always advise people speak as if it's going to happen and eliminate doubt. Self-doubt is what holds us back. Right. And even in your, your story, it's that self-doubt, that little voice, you have two voices in your head. It's... One is always like cheering you on. The other one's like, eh, don't get too, don't get too hot. You know, and right. it's sometimes that negative voice that we listen to and lean on. And that's when we start to deviate from our manifestations. Absolutely. A absolutely. I was, um, what was I going to just mention to you about something that I was manifesting um, just recently? I can't think of what it was right now, but it, 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 it came true, mm -hmm. you know? Um, oh my goodness. I can't remember. But anyway, it, even when I started this, this radio show, it was the same mm -hmm. thing. Like I knew it was going to do well. I knew I was going to continue. I knew I was going to get great guests on my show. Right. I knew it was just going to be easy for me to reach out or for people to want to be on my show. It just, mm -hmm. it just worked out that way. And it is, it's that 100% belief. Oh, I know what it was before my, in the fall, um, before my mom passed away, I told her that I was going to start ballroom dancing. And I told her that I'm going to do Latin dancing. And my, my youngest daughter was with me at the time. And I said, I'm going to become a world champion in wow. my, in my age range for 60 and over. I'm going to become a world champion. I wasn't saying I was going to compete against 25 year olds. So my daughter looks at me, she goes, mom, I don't know how you do this. How do you know this? I said, I just know. I'm not going to pick something and say, I'm going to become the, a world's best baker. Right. Like you, I'm not going to choose something that I'm not good at. Yeah. So what do you know? I started ballroom dancing. Now I didn't become a world champion. I've only been dancing for six months, but I placed yeah, first, first, pl first place, first place yeah. after three competitions. So, um, I was determined. And I think it, it, it really is what you said. It's that self-belief and knocking out all self-doubt and it's easier yeah. said than done. So when yeah. you're coaching somebody, let's, let's take somebody, for example, somebody, a woman, cause you, do you coach just, you coach women and men. So, Correct. right. So mm -hmm. since we're talking about manifesting Mr. Right, I'm assuming that these are heterosexual relationships, right? Not all. Most of them. Most of, most them. of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's take a woman who lacks confidence Mm -hmm. who um, just has no confidence in herself at all and wants to find that, that man to spend the rest of her life with. How do yeah. you take her from self-doubt, no self-belief in herself or confidence to, to manifesting Mr. Right? 
Sure. Um, I don't want to give everything away because there's a lot. Right. In the right. Um, well, give us but, give us the yeah. the short version of it. So usually, where it starts off is, you know, I like to get a feel for what someone wants when I'm coaching them one on one. What is it that you, you're what if you could describe your dream man? What were what are the qualities? What are the non negotiables? Because then it's a lot easier to fill in the gaps um, mm. as opposed to me trying to get in their head. So yeah. once we have that, it then becomes what do you think is holding you back from getting there right now, right? Like what do you, in your opinion, feel um, are the reasons why you are not with someone like that? That's got to be hard for somebody to answer because yeah. you're making them really look inside of themselves. And I always say it is, it is, but it's also important because self-awareness will set you free. And you'd be surprised how many people I've coached who lack self-awareness. It's like, we can be really self-aware in one, one area of our lives, but when it comes to another area, we are totally confused or we think one thing is our problem when really it's another. Um, and from there, I get an understanding of whether I think they are self-aware or not. Um, mm -hmm. Because if I'm looking at the type of person that they described, and then I'm looking at them, I can kind of put the puzzle pieces together and say, actually, I think it might not be your appearance that's holding you back um, or, you know, the, uh, you know, the amount of money you make, or you might think you're intimidating. Maybe it's just that you don't talk, you don't smile, you know, you don't make eye contact, right? So those little things. So that's kind of where I start filling in the gaps. And again, it's totally individualized to the person Right. right. From there. Um, as far as manifestation goes, uh, if someone is insecure, as you described, we need to start on their inner confidence. And a lot of that goes back to how we speak to ourselves. For example, do you tell yourself in the morning, I am worthy. I am a catch. I am abundant. I have everything I need. I know my person is on the way. I'm patient because I know that the timing in my life is divine. If we are speaking to ourselves in which a lot of people do a way of, well, I'm past my prime and, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. And, oh, you know, they're out of my league. Then of course it's hard to get out of your head because that's how you view yourself. And so you put that energy out into the universe totally. and I believe karmic, it comes right back. And then the other component is if you truly, because it's one thing to just say that it's another to believe that. Right. So right. for example, if, I mean, you're in, you've been in the fitness world, if you say to yourself, I'm beautiful, but you don't feel beautiful. It doesn't matter how many other people tell you, you look great. If you don't feel great, you need to do the inner work. And that might require, for example, um, you know, I'm on a fitness journey. I didn't feel great in my skin. Didn't matter how amazing everyone else told me I looked. So I had to make lifestyle changes. I was like, okay, I don't feel good. I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to get to the gym. I'm going to do certain things that make me feel the way I believe I want to feel. And I'm worthy of feeling in order to position myself. Right. The way you does the way you deserve to feel, Absolutely. you know, desire and deserve, right? Correct. Yeah. And I think that's the hard thing, right? Taking the first step is the hardest part of the whole process, but it's a step in the, any step in the right, any, if you're going in the right direction, that's, it's not about the speed. It's, right. it's about just making sure you're constantly improving, even in a small way every day. And I'm sure like with my, like my clients that I have for fitness, it's, um, 
you know, some of them take on my advice and go, they change their diet and they do everything I tell them to do and they yeah. get those results, right? Yeah. Because we can only guide them so far. If you yeah. don't do what the coach is telling you to do, then why did you even spend your time or money on us? So, right. um, you know, and some people think that they can and if some people do it and then they realize this, this isn't, I, I'm not ready yet, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure you have to have sometimes those frank conversations with them. Like maybe we should slow down a little bit because it's not really going in the direction that we all want it to go in. I think it's, you know, twofold. First, I never tell people their standards are too high. Right. I, I, I will not tell people to lower their standards, but if your standards are going to be higher than where you're at, right. And if someone's working with me, it's because whatever they've been doing has not been effective, then they need to look inward and potentially have to do the work on themselves internally, even externally sometimes to get to the standard they want. If, because the standards you set determine the life you get. And if they are not willing to do that work, they will either have to stay single or they will have to settle for less. That's how it works. So that is the hard, ugly truth of it. And right. I think there's beauty in that though, because it's like, oh, the bad news is I'm in charge of my own life. The good news is I'm in charge of my own life. Right. I love that. So you really empower them with that. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing with love and romance, especially between men and women, it's a different ball game. Um, as in men and women look at, you know, dating and love in, in different ways. Right. And I think a lot of, um, what I've noticed with my coaching is modern women specifically, um, you know, are so accustomed to using their masculine energy to get ahead of their lives. Right. Cause we've had to lean on that for our careers and our education, right? And when I talk about masculine energy, I'm not talking about being manly. I'm simply talking about the attributes that are associated with the, the, the masculine divine, right? Which is directness, aggressiveness, um, you know, someone who's more assertive. And again, those are great qualities if you're trying to get ahead in your career, et cetera. Problem is they do not work in dating when you're trying to find um, specifically a high value man or, you know, someone who um, lets you fall into your feminine energy, which is how a lot of the women want to feel, but they just don't know how, again, to tap into that feminine energy. And so we talk about that, too, and I coach them through different strategies and tactics to effectively um, train themselves so that it's like second nature. It's like, okay, I can go to work and be masked, you know, in my masculine energy, and then I can easily switch out of that when I'm on a date. Let me ask you a question. I know you don't want to give off all of your, your wonderful tips, but can you give us one or two tips for <clears throat> a woman? Because there are so many single women out there in their 20s, in their 30s, and then over. I mean, of all ages, you know, and I know what it means. I know exactly what you mean when you're talking about that masculine energy. How do you pull it back, still be true to who you are, but allow your feminine self to... Um, to embrace your feminine self yeah. because every woman wants to feel, I think every woman wants to feel feminine with that person with the, in the relationship. If they're a woman, I think that most of them do. It depends on the relationship, but we are women. Um, and we, we like to feel that way. So yeah. 
how do you help a woman who let's just say is a high level, let's just say a high level executive who's mm-hmm. used to being aggressive all day, taking charge, making, making very important decisions. How does she, how does she switch if she wants to meet a man of high value, as you say? Right. And I was going to, I was going to make that um, caveat, you know, it's really important to make sure um, I'm on the same page as to what type of person she's trying to attract, right? Because a high level executive might not want to attract a high value man, but if she is, um, and typically, typically, you know, when I coach women and I ask, you know, what kind of duty are you looking for? A lot of women um, want a man who is at their level or above. You're not mm-hmm. going to find a lot of women who want to date down. That's kind of, I don't know if you've um, ever seen that Steve Harvey uh, episode, but he's talking about how a male CEO is totally comfortable dating the cashier at Chick-fil-A or another female CEO, but a female CEO wants to date another male CEO or above typically. Um, that's just kind of, you know, again, that's not interesting. That's not a, that's not a fact. It's just an observation. Right. So yeah, to your point, you know, how would I get her in that space? Some women are so used to their masculine energy. They don't even know what it feels like to be feminine. And they don't realize that they are in their masculine energy because again, it's just second nature to be in control. It's second nature to plan a date or recommend a spot or offer to pick up the bill and actually pick up the bill. It's second nature to ask a man out because they're so used to just going with it that they don't realize um, that it is attracting a certain kind of man. And maybe again, that isn't the type of man they want. So if they're looking for a high value man and the definition for a high value man, again, this is not my opinion. This is the definition is someone who's earning six figures or above consistently and someone who has influence in his community and, um, and status. And again, they could be making a hundred grand. They could be making over a million bucks. It's, it's, right. they're different, but that is the definition. Um, and so if that's the type of man she's trying to, trying to date, um, she's going to need to let him feel like a man, um, as in he gets to pick out the restaurant. If they're at a restaurant, baby, do you want to order for me? Like, I trust your decision. Or why don't you pick out some, you know, some entrees? Um, you know, I like fish. Mm-hmm. Let him do the heavy lifting. And the way I, f- I would have such it- a hard time with that. I would have such, I would, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't, couldn't here's, let somebody order for me. Well, here's but where. But I you're using that as an example. It's an example. And I think it's also, you know, there are a couple of ways we can unpack the value in just that specific example. Mm-hmm. If. Um, if you're on a date with someone and they don't know how to navigate a menu, that might be a food incompatibility, right? Like I don't want, for example, to date a vegan. I've dated a vegan. I'm not anti-vegan, but I need to have steak a couple times a week because I'm iron deficient and I like steak. Um, sorry to all the vegans out there, but you know, it's, it's so I, I can observe and see is there an incompatibility there? Or is this someone who knows how to take control? And then mm-hmm. I can make a decision. You know, in a sense, I almost, I hate to use the word test, but it's almost a test for them. And I think the way you can reframe it to yourself is I am letting them court me, right? I get to yeah, sit back I like that. and not I like do anything. That. I get to sit back and not lift a finger because guess what? It took me a lot of time to get ready. I, you know, women, we're paying for our own physical maintenance. We're investing in ourselves. The least a man can do is pick up the bill on a date. 
and court. And I'm not saying that every man should. I'm talking about high value men specifically. And I'm also talking about chivalry. And once you understand that as a woman, you go through a different set of challenges in life that men simply do not go through. And therefore, you deserve to be courted. You deserve to be respected that way. And I'm, again, it doesn't have to be ordering for you. It could be so much as, hey, can I send you an Uber or pick you up? Oh, or, totally. Yeah. No, let me walk you home after this date. I, you know, we've talked about this before. I love how kind of traditional you are. And I'm wondering, I like it. I like it for my daughters. I'm, you know, I like a traditional man who also thinks outside the box. Mm-hmm. So somebody who is, you know, that doesn't mean basic. That just means has, is chivalrous. And when you get up to go to the bathroom, they stand up. I like that. Some people might call that old fashioned, but I would love that for my daughters and for you and, you know, and for anybody else who's single. But I was wondering, like, if you, I want to talk, think of, ask you about how men feel about that role. And Mm -hmm. if you've gotten flack for being traditional like that. So I want to make a quick um, comment because I, I, it was, I'm actually quite masculine as far as my energy goes, right? right? I'm extremely direct, extremely direct, extremely authoritative, no bullshit. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I have had to kind of train myself in a lot of ways to, to be feminine around the types of men I'm trying to attract. And it didn't always come natural, but what's interesting is I think every single person, man or woman has the com- a combination of masculine and feminine energy within them. And it's right. just about understanding when to turn on one and when to turn off the other or what, you know, what ratio to use. Um, I'm not old fashioned in a lot of other areas of my life, right. but I am, let's just say I am um, picky when it comes to those things, because again, I recognize for myself and even for my clients, what I bring to the table. And so if I am going to come to the table and come correct, I want to look and see if the person I'm on a date with is also meeting me halfway in those ways. Is he capable of being the type of man and the 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 solid person I need? Because here's the thing, I already wear a lot of hats in my life. I'm a dog mom. I know that's not, all the moms are rolling their eyes, um, but I'm a dog mom. Um, you know, I, I have a, a business that I run. I got a full life. And so I don't really want a second job of trying to plan dates. Training a man. For a man. No, thank you. Um, and as far as, you know, your question goes, Jody, like, how do men perceive that? Again, I'm extremely feminine around men. And I think there are going to be people who are listening saying, oh, that's so fake. And like, there's no way. Trust me on this. I get approached all the time. And part of it is also your um, body language. Do you have right. open body language? Are you smiley? You know, are you soft? If you put a woman around children or animals, it's crazy. You'll see the feminine energy come out in like two seconds. That's what happened to me, even with my dog. It's like the minute I got a dog, I just kind of became a lot softer and I'm so appreciative of that. Um, Obviously I love my dog for a lot of other reasons, but I'm appreciative that she brought that side out because it also helps me feel more comfortable in my femininity. So have you, have you met more men because of your dog? Cause I met, we, we met up in Miami about a week after you got her Clover, right? Yeah. 
Um, I know you have a, a Doberman, right? Yeah. Um, no, no, she's a, she's a Roddy mix. I'm saying Doberman. Oh, no, she's a Roddy mix. Yeah. I, mean, I know it was like a, I, I know you've got a like a. Dog. Yeah, but yeah. I used to have little dogs. I mean, I had a Yorkie and a Maltese most of my life. Okay. That's why we got along. Yes, yes. I'm um, really actually a small dog, but I have a big dog personality, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, my dog is my wing woman for sure. Um, but even beyond that, I also think it's whether you have a dog or not, it's just about looking approachable. Yes. People will approach you if you, if you, if you come across approachable, not just how you, again, um, present yourself physically, like the, your actual appearance, but how you carry yourself, how Completely. you move through the world. Completely. You know what I was, I was in Vegas, um, about a month and a half ago and I was by myself. I was there. I was a, a guest on a podcast, um, but I was alone a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, the first leg of the um, the vacation was with my youngest daughter. We met out in LA and she always says, let's see how long it takes for somebody to come over to you when I'm not sitting with you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, a, it's, it's just minutes. Yeah. But as soon as my daughter comes to sit down with me and she's an adult, she's 29 years old, but I go into mom mode. Right. Right. My shoulders, like they're not coming in a lot, but I go into mom mode. I'm not there to like, Oh, look at me. Cause I want them to be looking at my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, but it's Switch different. Back. So, you know, well, when I was in Vegas and sitting at a bar, like literally less than five minutes, it would take somebody wow. to come over and talk to me. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, and I also think like that just shows that you are comfortable switching in and out of your feminine energy. It just also comes down to how comfortable you are. A lot of people aren't comfortable in their feminine energy for a multitude of reasons, right? Maybe it is how they dress, right? It's crazy. If you put, uh, you know, if you take someone out of one outfit and you put them in another, it can make all the difference just because of how they feel. If you are working out and you're built, you know, you've got endorphins, you just walk through the world different. You're carrying yourself different. Shoulders are back. You just feel good. Do things that feel good. It's simple, simple stuff, right? It's like, okay, eat clean, go to the gym, you know, posture, put on an outfit that makes you feel good. You know, don't leave the house if you don't, um, if you don't have a little, you know, little extra lip gloss on or whatever it is that just makes you feel a little feminine. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like those little things actually do make the big difference. And also it sounds so like simple and obvious, but smile you know, even if it's smiling with your eyes, a lot of people, I used to be guilty of the resting bitch face. And it was like, I would just walk through headphones in, I'm on a mission, resting bitch face, and I'm just powering through the crowd. And people aren't really going to approach that person. doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how beautiful they are. It doesn't matter how, you know, feminine you look, I could be in six inch heels and a bandage dress. But if that's my, if that's my vibe, then no one's going to want to talk to me. I could be in sweatpants, but smiling and, you know, um, just looking vibrant and moving through the world at like a comfortable pace. And you'll, three people will come up to me in like five minutes. And that's the difference that, you know, just those little tiny body language cues can make. So if you had to give a few tips, let's just say three, three Mm -hmm. tips. I mean, you're already giving out a lot of tips, you know, putting the smile on your face. Somebody might just roll their eyes and go, oh, please. Like, who am I going to be smiling at? 
but it's the well, smile in his head. Right. The smile in your eyes. I mean, even when, you know, from the intro to a show, like I, you saw me smile when I introduced mm -hmm. the show because yeah. it wouldn't sound right. So yeah. people can feel that smile, whether it's, you know, in your eyes or your voice, or you, mm -hmm. as you said, your body language. So if you just ha had to say two or three things for women to just be aware of, if they're looking for Mr. Right, and they're on a dating app and they haven't hired you yet. So ladies, if you haven't manifested or met Mr. Right, Nellie is your girl, but what can you say to them? Just a few things they could think about the next time they go out on a date or with a bunch of girlfriends. Thanks, Jody. Yeah. I mean, so the, first part of your question was about dating apps. The second part was more like going out mm -hmm. for dating apps. I think, um, you know, men are visual. And so in order the, the beginning stage is always just having the awareness of knowing what men want. Um, because again, men and women want different things. Um, women might be looking for a man who's got a CEO in his title. Men, they don't, they don't care if CEOs in your title, if again, you don't have a feminine, um, energy and, um, appearance about you. Right. And again, that's just, that's just something that's irrefutable. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as the dating apps go, yeah, good photos. Um, you know, I always recommend getting a professional photographer. I think it does make a difference if, um, someone, for example, doesn't have high quality pictures, um, you know, have a enthusiasm about you when you're writing your bio, like use the exclamation points, right? Right. Use Try a smiley face. Yeah, create a tone that helps embody the type of person who would be positive and approachable. Um, again, because you're not able to communicate the same way that we are here in person. Um, also, though, a lot of dating apps do have a voice feature now that they offer. So take advantage of that if you can, you know, let men hear the sound of your voice. It, it helps create that additional sensory experience. In person, if you were, let's say, at a bar, again, um, I think... Uh, wear an outfit that you feel confident in, um, wear an outfit that makes you feel, uh, fearlessly authentic in, um, and, uh, and I think you'll be able to move through that experience again with, uh, with a different, with a, with a higher, uh, level of confidence that again is contagious. Men really, really like confident women, right? Confidence, sometimes sexier than how you actually look. If you're confident and let's say you're, um, I'm going to just use the rating scale here again. It's not, it's not to in any way, um, distinguish one woman from another, but like, let's say you're a six, but you're confident like physically, but your confidence is a 10 versus someone who's an eight physically. And their confidence is like a three, right? Right. The six is going to get the man every single time because confidence is contagious and it's sexy and it's one of the easiest things to pull off um if you have you know if it sounds weird if you have the confidence to pull off the confidence right and also so, as you mentioned at the beginning is have the self-awareness and that's where somebody like you comes in because mm -hmm. there's so many women out there who may not have the self-awareness so they don't even know that they're coming off as let's just say a bitch which means when I say a bitch, that they may be aloof. They're not open to a conversation. They're not making eye contact. If they're sitting, standing at a bar and a man comes over to buy himself a drink and you just want to, I mean, I think it's just being open to talking to people. You know, Absolutely. it doesn't have to mean that he's cute or hot or anything, but just get, 
I'm not a dating coach, but I just always think like, practice on everybody, practice on every human being that sits and stands next to you, whether it's a man or a woman, because one of the things I went live on Instagram before we recorded this show, asking, okay. um, asking my followers if they had any questions. And one of them said, it's really hard to start a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I say practice with every Tom, Dick and Harry that you meet. That's amazing advice. And I agree. Um, I also think, you know, we have lost the art of conversation, especially my generation, right? Yeah. Where we're so digitally comfortable that you could be DMing 20 people, but the minute you're alone in an elevator with one person, you freeze up and it's yes. like you're tongue tied. Yes. And I really think it's important to get comfortable being a conversationalist. Like you said, practice on the cashier at Starbucks, practice on, you know, the, the other person who is standing in line at a coffee shop, practice, 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 because it'll become a sixth sense to you. I can literally, I used to be so shy, it would like paralyze me. Um, now, because I've practiced and I've really implemented a lot of what I truly believe in, I can be anywhere and talk to anybody and it is a game changer. And another thing, you never know who might know someone who knows someone and that could be your messenger. And a lot of people right. miss out on these opportunities because they're too afraid of what could happen. And I also think when it comes to conversation, don't think that starting conversation with a man is going to make him think that you're hitting on him or you're interested right. because most men, I'm sorry to the men that are listening, most men don't even know the difference. They can't read the signals. You're in your own head, ladies. It's like, just smile, speak, you know, if I was next to a bar or next to a guy at a bar, I'd say, oh, how's that drink? I was thinking of uh, getting it. I'm not really sure what to order here. Is the meal right. good? Would you, would you recommend it? Right. Men love to be asked for advice. Um, so it's like now he not only feels needed in that small little micro interaction. That's great advice. That's great advice for women to hear that men like to be needed. Yeah. They want to feel like your hero and it's yeah. hard right, for alpha women who are so used to being in control. Cause it's like, I don't need you to open this jar of tomatoes. <laughs> like I'm perfectly, I'm strong. I got guns, but just make him feel needed. I'm not saying be a damsel in distress. Right. I'm just saying, recognize that there's a time and place for you to maybe have someone help you out if you right. know and it's also about not dumbing yourself down yeah. it's it's not about that at all it's about let it's almost about like letting go yes yes right and, and that's what's so hard and there's the way I reframe it is you've worked so hard let yourself be taken care of yes, right yes why for example if i'm in the kitchen and I really am trying to like reach to that top shelf and I can't get it. Why am I going to throw up my back trying to, trying to reach that when I can maybe ask my boyfriend who's a little taller than me. I don't actually have a boyfriend. I'm just giving an example um, to get that top plate, right? It doesn't right. make me a weak woman. It actually Correct. just makes me recognize that, Hey, I don't, I don't need to injure myself or, um, or, you know, potentially break all these dishes. Like he's here, he can do it. Right, right. And he feels great because I, you know, he, he feels like he just saved the day or that moment. Totally. Like, how, how do men, do you find that men struggle with the same things that women do? Do they struggle with the same, not, I know men struggle with confidence also, but mm -hmm. starting a conversation with a woman, do both men and women fear rejection if they start talking to somebody? 
Um, absolutely. I think men fear rejection a little bit more um, because it's, uh, you know, a lot of men, if they're attracted to a woman, they might start to get in their own heads and think, you know, I can never be the girl like that. And especially, you know, now with the rise of technology, people are just so much more comfortable going on a dating app and men and women have different needs, right? So if a man, for example, um, you know, feels that there's more at stake if he talks to a cute girl at a coffee shop or a bar um, and he can, you know, find a girl on a dating app who isn't as maybe beautiful in his eyes or as much of a catch as this girl is, but it feels safer, he'll do that every single time. I see it all the time in my coaching. And unfortunately, a lot of these men, um, they fall into uh, the category of settling for women who um, who they don't feel uh, as impressed by because it feels safer. Or there's the other category of men who um, rush into relationships because they think with their dicks. And I think that's where women and men are a little different is men will sometimes date a woman simply because he's attracted to her, even though she might have um, and I don't, I, it's a sensitive word to use, but if like, a, you know, if a woman's crazy or manipulative, he'll put up with that because she's hot. And, mm. um, and I, and there's, you know, no lifestyle compatibility. There's no, um, mutual respect. It's just this, that's how they fall into these toxic relationships sometimes. And, um, I'm not saying all women, by the way, are crazy or manipulative, but I, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that women are not perfect and neither are men. Right. So um, that's where I see more issues with the men who I coach. Okay. So it's a different set of problems that we have to work through. That makes sense. That's what I thought. I, I wouldn't think that they were exactly the same. And then, mm -hmm. so what can you say to the women out there in their late twenties, mid thirties, you know, that looking, they're really looking for the man now they're looking, they want to get married. They want to have babies. Mm -hmm. What kind of advice can you give them? they're not feeling at the top of their game, but they know that yeah. the clock is ticking and they're yeah. frustrated, they're scared. What, what type of advice would you give them? I know that's, so a, big, that's a very big question. You know, it's, it's definitely individual. Um, I, I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna be a little bit brutally honest here. If you are, in those years, right? Late 30s or sorry, late 20s, early 30s, and you're looking to get married and you want to settle down and have kids. And this is your first go at it, right? We're talking about a very specific um, time frame. You need to recognize and you're looking for a high value man, right? Someone who is going to provide and protect someone who, if you have kids, um, he'll, you know, you can, you can basically afford to watch your kids without having to worry about holding two jobs down and all of that. If that's the lifestyle you're looking for, you need to recognize that the competition is high and the demand is low. And so a lot of women are not going to like that message, but it is important to recognize because again, we're talking about the men who are the most in demand mm -hmm. and women who are at that critical stage in their life where they're starting to feel that biological clock come on. And we can pretend that that doesn't exist, but it does. We all, we've all either will feel it at some point or have felt it at some point. So my advice to them, um, stay on, uh, stay on track with your appearance. Um, because the better you look, the better you feel. And that feeling will transpire in your confidence. 
Um, so make sure you feel good, make sure you're healthy, make sure you're, you know, staying active. Also, I think those endorphins really do go a long way. I know Absolutely. you're in the fitness industry, but they go a long way as far as how you move through the world. And yes. a lot of, you know, we're living in a society right now where people are turning to so many antidepressants and drugs and all this stuff. And it's like, if you just got outside and you were in, you know, sunlight for a little more and you were, you know, walking, getting your steps in and hitting the gym and eating clean, a lot of those problems and insecurities would fall to the wayside. You, It's so, again, society doesn't like this message because it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really benefit, you know, the big pharma companies, but it's like, it really is simple in that sense. Second piece of advice, um, get on dating apps and start leveraging any opportunity to have interactions. Um, it goes a long like way. Go out there a lot, like go, like it's networking, yes. go out there, put yourself out it, there as often as possible. It, you got to look at your dating life, almost like a full-time job. Um, and if you think about, you know, if you were to go to a job fair and give out one resume, you may or may not get an interview and you may or may not get a job. If you go to a job fair and you hand out hundred resumes, you might get 50 callbacks. 40 interviews and 20 job offers, right? So that's the difference. Dating is a numbers game and you need to be maximizing your opportunities. Don't get hung up on that one guy who didn't text you back. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's getting- right. And the more and the more you do it, the more you practice, the better, the better you'll yes. get at it and realize what I think also, what you really want, like what yes. your vibe is, what yep. vibe you want back. Yep. And I also think like, know what you're looking for in a man yeah. and be real about what he's probably looking for. If you, for example, are someone who really wants to date, I don't know, a Christian or um, someone who is athletic, are you going to church every Sunday? Are you hitting the ski hill, um, you know, during the winter months? You need to be putting yourself in the places that are going to position you to meet the Are you going to the gym? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, right. if you're, or if you're really into art and you want a guy who's also appreciating art, go to the museums, you know, do a pottery class, be in the places and, the, and position you yourself as the type of person who the person you want would want to attract and also be interesting yourself. Um, it, you know, don't wait around for a man to come in and change your life. You have the power to change your life right now. So if you feel, for example, insecure in the fact, like I was coaching this one girl, um, and she was like, you know, I just don't feel like I, I've seen the world. I, I feel like I'm, you know, 34 and I just haven't seen the world. I said, well, what are you waiting for? Book a flight. Right. Right. You know, I mean, you, you can sit here. There are people who make excuses and there are people who make changes. And if you want your life to change, you need to stop making excuses. I love that. I love that you are nurturing, but you give that tough love advice, yeah. you know, yeah. with, because people really want step-by-step -step guides to how can I really manifest this man? This is the man I want. This is, and I'm sure, like you said, at the very beginning of the show, like, let's get really specific about what you're looking for. Is he tall? Is he short? Is he athletic? Is he skinny? Is he a nerd? Is he all of those things, you know, religion, hair, everything. Mm -hmm. So you can get crystal clear on exactly what you want. And you know, you said something about the confidence. I remember in high school, there was a girl in high school who all the boys liked. You know, I was popular because I was cute and I had a cute personality, but this girl was really popular. And I used to come home and I used to say to my mom, why do all the boys like her? Like all the boys liked her. Mm -hmm. And I was, not because my mom said it, I was prettier than her. Like if you took 
physical yeah. beauty. I was prettier, but it was her damn personality. She was funny. She was, she was, she was, she was confident. And, you know, years later, now at 61, you know, I mean, it didn't take me this long to figure it out. I went to a women's college and I realized how important that personality is. So again, I'm not a dating coach, but I do know that personality plays a huge, huge role. It's, yeah. it's the vibe you put out there. And don't try to be someone you're not. Be yourself. Right. Listen right. to your heart. You know, I think too, what happens, especially in that time, in that age range that you mentioned, Jody, a lot of people start to feel this pressure. And yeah. so they settle for the person who they know in their heart of hearts is not what they want. But then they end up realizing five years later, I should have probably waited it a little bit longer. And I think there's something to be said about that patience, right? Your train is right on time. You don't have to rush the process. I always say the universe is not in a rush. You are. Focus on what you want and stop settling and giving chances to people who don't line up, not because you're a bitch, but because it's out of respect even for them. I it's love that. That's them. great. That's great and advice. The you want to be with, right? Yes. You're wasting their time, your time, and the person you want to be with this time. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Nelly, you have given so much great advice. We have about a minute and a half left of the show. <laughs> so um, how can anyone get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach you? Uh, my Instagram and TikTok are at dot or sorry, at ask dot Nelly. And my course is um, www.ask-nelly.co. Link is also okay. in my Instagram bio. Wonderful. All right. And we'll have that in, in the bio and everything else so people can see what it is. So my very last question for you, we talked a lot about being your authentic self and, and a little bit about being fearless. What does it mean to you? to be a fearlessly authentic woman? To me, being fearlessly authentic is um, saying what you believe in, even in light of consequences. Um, so following your heart, even if it could lead to potential consequences. Um, because I think when you do that, it's uh, you end up living with um, with a feeling of truth. And I always say it's better to, um, live with rejection than live with regret. <gasps> Nellie, thank you so much for being on the show. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for all your knowledge. Thanks, Jody. I love being on your show. You're awesome. Thank you. thank you. I'll have to have you back very, very soon. And everybody, thank you for listening to Fearlessly Authentic again. Uh, just go to YouTube if you want to check out me and Nelly, Jody Harrison Bauer. And until next week, go live a fearlessly authentic life. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.